What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode for the week of the regular podcast for the love of cinema. This is episode 274B, where we will now discuss Ambulance, the latest from Michael Bay. With you for that discussion are Roger and Grayson. Chris had to go, Chris had to go tend to something. For the episode of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming trailer talk, check out episode 274A posted on Tuesday, 419. All right, Roger, let's talk about a movie, a little movie called Ambulance made by a behemoth filmmaker who, if you ask me, I think is struggling to find out what its next thing is. But this is a good discussion because this movie is actually pretty good. Okay. So let's jump into Ambulance then. Let's get some particulars out of the way. The Rotten Tomatoes, as we always start with now, the tomato meter is 68%. Tomato. The audience score is 87%. Okay. Which is a higher number than I thought this movie was going to get on both accounts. I really did. So let's look at some, look at some particulars. And as you know, I'm a huge Michael Bay fan, like massive Michael Bay fan. Yes, you sure are. Um, I just, I like what he does, but we'll get into that. Cause there's a lot of that in ambulance, <laughs> a lot of Michael Bay staples in ambulance. There, there's a lot. And, so, and he's found some new toys. He definitely has. I'm sure that I'm sure he will see the, the Michael Bay movies from now on. I will have tons of drone work or he will make it have tons of drone work. <laughs> All right. Michael Bay's director, Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, the uh, second Isa Gonzalez, Garrett Dillahunt, Kara O'Donnell, Moses Ingram, um, a Martinez. Sorry if I mispronounced any of those names, but uh, Chris, Chris, Roger, tell us what ambulance is about. So Ambulance is about a bank robbery gone awry where a cop gets shot and we end up uh, in the back of an ambulance trying to get away while also trying to keep the cop alive. So, yeah, that's really it. Well, see, that's where I think is interesting. The the, the, the This was um, – I had to do a little bit of research for this, but this is a remake of a 2005 Danish film oh. uh, with, with, a, with a lot of sim- similarities. But one of the differences – the, the person alive in the back of the ambulance is a cop in this one. It wasn't in the other one, I think. Okay. So, and that's what I think one of the more interesting things is. And it's very Michael Bay-ish the way that they handle this. So let's talk about how this movie, movie starts. We have two brothers. We're Danny and Will. We have Danny and Will. Um, one of them's adopted, obviously. And one of them... Lives a straight life. He became a Marine. Which one is that? Danny or Will? That's Will. Will. Will became a Marine. He went into the the, the Marines. Uh, he's kind of lives this country for years. He he lives a straight edge life. He does. He plays everything by the rules. Does everything by the book. Uh, and he expects the same out of life. And life is just not throwing him the right things lately. He's of course his wife's sick. They're strapped for cash. Can't get insurance money. Not just sick, but like she needs like a hundred, like Instead hundreds of thousands of dollar operation. And so 237,000. <laughs> that is not. Which is oddly money. specific. Yeah. Um, and then we have Jake Joan Hall character who's always been kind of the bad boy brother. Doesn't do what he's told. Kind of grew up in crime. Just like their father. Still handsome though. Handsome son of a bitch. You're Still damn right. Still handsome. And so we have the good brother going to the bad brother about working in the crew and getting some money. And they have a, they have a plan to do a bank heist for $16 million, which is quite a bit of cash. Well, 16 between the two of them, it was for like what? 30, 40 million. Oh, was it? Okay. 40 million for the, for the eight million piece. And it's so this, to me, this, this movie is heat 
meets uh, you know Michael Bay's The Island, which meets Bad Boys. You know, it's kind of a little bit of all that kind of. I do love that he referenced two of his own movies at least in this movie. Well, my, Michael Bay has definitely fallen in love with himself, and I think I saw him as a cop. You know what I say about Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. Loves to suck his own dick. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, sir. Um, I think he's actually in this too. He's a cop it's in the beginning, movie. right? The beginning of the end. One of the, I remember. Yeah. The, I mean, he's very. I thought I saw him. I'm like, that's Michael Bay. Yes, indeed. Um, so here we go with that. That's um. So that's kind of the setup for the movie. But of course, everything goes wrong, which is very standard for a Michael Bay movie. But <sighs> during the bank robbery. You know, mm-hmm. it just everything goes wrong, and you yeah. know there's a, there's a big shootout, a run and gun, which actually I thought was pretty impressive. The the choreography with this shootout and the running gun shootout's okay. I actually really enjoy. Now Michael Bay does a lot of things really well. He uses, you know, he loves to use that golden sun. He loves to use gunfights. He loves to use cop cars. It never rains in Michael Bay's world. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's always sun. It's always like that wonderful morning sun or like really golden evening sun. That oh, Michael- yeah, like that sheer afternoon gold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Michael Bay's mind, that's what the that's what Hollywood is all the time. Los Angeles is just that wonderful Hollywood gold. Um, but that's that's what he. I mean, look, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful on film, especially in a four K. Man, it's man, it's gorgeous. And so we, we're running and gunning. Of course, as things happen, as things do teams get separated some of the guys are killed our two brothers end up in a in the ambulance well can, before before we get to that point can i can i voice one of my gripes with this movie and all jokes aside um, i'm not gonna bitch about the drones yet um so this bank that they decide to rob the la federal reserve trust or whatever it is is in this building that's just enormous right and every time somebody goes down a set of stairs and out a door like there's another door there. Like, what is happening? Like, what? It's the size of a city block with like entrances everywhere. Did you notice that? It is. It's it's huge, massive. It, it, and yet, there still ends up to be, um, after they get blocked of going out like the fourth and fifth doors, there's still a whole entire underground parking lot for them to get in and out of. I'm like, who cased this bank? This is terrible. Well, it's just it's it's totally unreal. But I mean, it, it, it is the way that it is for well, because Michael Bay needed it to be that way. There is there is a good bit of plot convenience in this. Of film. course, there is. Of course, there is. Like a lot, a lot. Like, did you notice the part where the gun, you know, unintentionally gets left lying on the gurney as they load somebody in? Well, it's not a plot. I mean, that. I mean, you knew that was going to be a plot point as soon as yeah. it happened. Well, because I'm just like, why did he do that? Well, Put your gun away. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, like it didn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But I mean, to the average person watching, they're they're not going to ask the question. No, but I sure will because I watch a lot of movies. So in this, I actually really love the firefight, especially when it comes down to our two brothers. See, here's what's interesting to me is the interesting part is what about the dude who got run over. <laughs> yeah, it was like who's was, was one of the guys from Deep Water. <laughs> I was gonna say it was, <laughs> it was one of the dudes trying to bang the wife in Deep Water. Probably um, did bang the wife. Let's be honest. I, I love how he runs. He's like, "What happened to my legs?" His body's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, a crippled version of himself. Oh, terrible, uh, terrible, terrible. Well, when, when a when a when an armored vehicle runs over your legs and sits not on great, you, yeah, no, not great, Bob. No, not great. You're not you're not getting up. How's things? Bad, very so, bad. Danny and Will end up in the back of this ambulance. However, so what, what's interesting to me and what I think is there's some complexity here 
which Michael Bay always surprises me because, and and, and I'll I'll say it, there, there is, if you listen to our discussion on Sonic, we did bring up Transformers for a few minutes. We did actually. Uh, they're unrelated to this movie, by the no, way. No, completely unrelated. But I do think there's a surprising amount of complexity in some of those Transformers movies. More than the, the first three. After that, I don't think there's much. <laughs> but I mean, point is, there's a, there's a little, Michael Bay knows how to pepper in cool things every now and again and really kind of brilliant plot moves how i'm i'm very happy that it's 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 will who shoots the cop yeah because will is the upstanding marine will is the one that does everything by the book will is the double tapped him too yeah but it's to me that's interesting it's also kind of out of character um a little bit and I, i i couldn't i was waiting to find out why that was the way it was. And I don't think we ever really got a reason for it except no, except to make the ending a little more powerful. Um, when, when everything is, is said and done and you know, the guy in the back of the ambulance fingers who shot him, it's what he says that, that makes it into my life. Yeah. It's, it's what he says that, that makes it powerful. Um, so that's to me what I think was an interesting choice. And while they're in this, so okay, so that's what I'm so this this movie is speed meets heat. That's what I wanted to say. Because I mean, like speed meets heat is neat. <laughs> yes, um, they're in an ambulance being followed by probably a hundred cops. And did you realize? So their goal in the back of this ambulance, and it's it's Danny's. Danny's the one that's very against shooting cops. Yes. Didn't want it. Didn't want it to happen. So it's, 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 it's interesting to me how they just didn't, why it wasn't Danny who shot the cop. And then Will, who's like, no, no, don't shoot cops. Like it, it's, that's interesting to me mm-hmm. why that is the way that it is. Um, and it's also, it's a very stylized choice and it's in the hammer that home a couple of times. That's yeah. funny to me how, and this is like that unintended consequences of Godzilla and transformers. How like, they're trying to to minimize the body count and the in in the characters we care about. Yet, the 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 body count in this movie has to be like, like almost fifty or sixty people. There's a, there'd be a lot after the gunfight, the car chase scene, a few as well. The big chase, a, a few. Some of those cop cars flip over things and explode. And there's no way the drivers survive that. But I mean, the point is that they they make it a point to. We have to save this guy in our ambulance, even though we just killed twenty-seven more cops trying to get away. Okay. Um, so, it, yeah. to me, that's it's a it rings a little false, and I wish they hadn't done that because it just that's one of the things that unravels a Michael Bay movie pretty quick is the logic doesn't always make a whole lot of sense. Um, but the characters are always, I think, what Bay likes to focus on, especially. Well, in it, it has a, there's not a large cast of characters in this movie, really. You know, there's. The three or four people in the ambulance and then a couple of cops. And that's really about it, right? Well, but see, that's what... That's and I think what that works here. Well, let's... Okay, let's look at Bay's last great movie. If you ask me, was 13 bad Hours. Bad Boys. <laughs> no. Yeah, Bad Boys. 13 Hours, The the Soldiers of Benghazi. You don't like Bad Boys, the third Bad Boys movie? Did Michael Bay do that one? I don't think he did it, did he? Oh, well, I thought so. Maybe I'd be shocked if he didn't. Now, I could be 100% wrong, but... I'm I'll look it up. Go ahead. Continue with your thing. Okay, so I don't think he did. Th- I don't think he did that. Uh, I don't think he did. Um, so thirteen hours. Okay, two thousand sixteen. Thirteen hours was two thousand sixteen, and that movie was surprisingly. He did not. I am okay. I did not realize that. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't think he did, but maybe that's why it was good. 
<laughs> yeah, indeed. Oh, shots fired. Well, the, the first Bad Boys movies is actually kind of a great movie. The oh, no, that movie. is an excellent movie. Excellent movie. The second one is, you know, they beified it and made it stupid. But <laughs> what if we just threw boats during a fucking <laughs> car chase? So let's talk about 13 Hours for one second. It's a, it's a story of what happened in Benghazi. Uh, a, a, a couple of SEAL team members keep an American consulate safe. Um, and they keep they keep an American compound from being overrun while um, whilst you know safeguarding and organizing an evacuation. And there's some wonderful moments. That's John Krasinski. That's um, James Badgedale. It's it's got a lot of. But there's one moment on the roof, Roger. I don't know if you remember this moment where and Pablo Schreiber, who's of course now is Master Chief. Yeah. Um, there's one moment on the roof where him where Jack Silva, John Krasinski, and Tyrone Roan Woods, James Badge Dale, have a conversation about soldiers don't retire. Soldiers no. always fight until they can't fight anymore. And then, you know, why? And they, 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 they have this conversation about every time they have a chance to call it quits, go home, retire, they jump into another rotation and they say, why don't we do this? And then he says, Roan says, because warriors don't retire. Mr. Jack, we don't we 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 keep up the fight. That's what we're trained to do, and it's a wonderful conversation. By and it's got this wonderful score in the background. It's 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 the highlight of an already great movie. Now, so fast forward a few years to this movie. We have Ambulance. I don't think anyone really expected much from this movie. No, I sure didn't. I sure I know we didn't. I Actually, didn't. I expected more explosions. I didn't expect much out of this movie, I, and I know you and Chris sure as hell didn't. Uh, this movie kind of sneaks up on you, but there's a couple of really great moments peppered into this movie. Oh, hey, before we get too far into it, I do want to bring up one thing. Ambulance is now tied with The Rock as the highest rated Michael Bay made movie. I'm saying Ambulance is not – saying it's pretty good is I think being not being fair and generous enough to this movie. Also, a super underrated Michael Bay movie that I love is Pain and Gain because it's just a crazy wild movie. <laughs> that is – that's just him wanting to work with The Rock, though. I mean, that's, that's that what was that was. Yeah, that was really weird. But Anthony Mackie and Mark Wahlberg and just a real story of a real weird dude who, you know, tried to murder his way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Weightlifting. <laughs> and cocaine. So while this car chase is going on in an ambulance, there's a real moment that reminded me of the 13 moments that reminds me of a few moments in Transformers that you sh- shows you that. There's, there's, there's somewhere in Michael Bay's brain. There's, there's, there's a brilliant couple of cells somewhere that do shine, eventually. Um, but when he's, when the good brother, I say that in context, is he's the one who shot the cop, is having, he's having a FaceTime call with his wife, who mm-hmm. he's saying, "I got the job," and she's like, "Oh, you got the job! I'm so proud of you, honey. I'm so proud of you." And it's a wonderful little moment that. That wonderful score kicks up in the background, and for like forty-five seconds, you forget what you're watching. You forget mm-hmm. there's a car chase going on, and there are suspects, and they're about to be sniped <laughs> by sharpshooters. Oh, uh, wonderful moments going on in this movie, and there's and there's a couple of them, especially the end with the paramedic, which I'm not being fair to by not saying her name. It is um, Aisa Gonzalez Cam. Cam's Aisa Gonzalez character Cam is. Um, she has a lot of great moments. Um, and there's one great moment with Jake Gyllenhaal where she tries to leave after she stabilizes the cop and knows he's going to be okay without her help. She tries to run Gyllenhaal's character. Danny gets out of the, and then he points the gun at her and says, you can't, but like the, the real kind of weird thing about that, about that scene is 
there's not it's not like thriller music playing it's that wonderful eclectic score kicking up in the background with that of course that that like 7 30 p.m golden sun shining down just beaming down on them and then she gets back and it's just one of those moments that i don't think many directors outside of michael bay can really pull off the way that he does and it's just that's one of the reasons i love michael bay is because he just he has i don't okay roger why do you think i like michael bay i'm, I'm being serious now don't don't talk about explosions that's not it why do you knowing me well think i like michael bay i think you like michael bay because he gets to do what you want to do and he gets for a long time seemed like he didn't have a budget and he just got to have free reign and make whatever movie he wanted does that sound about right i mean i like him for other reasons but i mean that's I'm sure that's part of it i mean i'd like to do what he does Okay. I, th- I mean, he makes movies for guys. Um, he does make dude movies. He does make dude movies, but he makes characters that I love. And I know, again, it's – the Transformers characters are not the best, and I get that. But, like, Optimus Prime by himself, great character. Even yeah, Michael Bay didn't make him. Well, no, no, no. But I was going to say, even in the Bay films, Optimus is just awesome. Like, that, there, there's no other word to describe Optimus Prime except – you know, badass, awesome, yes. Like, how else would you describe Optimus Prime in Transformers? And I mean, he's pretty heroic, but they also do a bad job in Transformers of making Megatron like seem like a normal person. That's okay. Fair, fair point. I don't know much of the Transformers lore outside of what I've seen in the movie. So yeah, I'm, I'm really not trying to advocate. <laughs> no, no, of Megatron course is a good person, but there is a deeper story to Megatron that doesn't get played out in the bay films but that's a whole different and other than those are done i mean the bay films are done whatever comes thank down, god well i mean he did a couple of okay ones in the beginning but the first two the I first think one's fine and that's really it <laughs> so let's talk about okay back to ambulance now we have well let me ask you something okay. roger i'm mm-hmm. what did you like about ambulance so okay i think ambulance i think really let somebody like jake gyllenhaal um really just kind of be like an unhinged version of himself like 100 miles an hour all over the place always with his eye on the prize though right yeah and the way he just digs in and just kind of does his thing well like the world is going to shit beside him like never really freaks out just i got a plan i gotta do this gotta do this gotta do this and it just sort of works out and obviously doesn't work out so great for danny himself but like the idea of that character i see why he like somebody like jake gyllenhaal will be drawn to that role um, now, I do have a real thing that I do not like about this movie. And again, I'm not going to joke. There's a lot of drone work in this movie. You kind of get over it pretty quickly. Um, the one problem I have with this movie is, no, Michael Bay's not really ever been known for his realism in things, right? We can agree on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Right. So at one point in this ambulance, they, I think they have gone the equivalent of six blocks in like a three-hour drive, Right. Like, I made the joke before we started uh, recording that they must be driving on a spiral around outside the center of the city, right? If this was a real chase and they were really trying to get away, like, I'm not talking about Grand Theft Auto style, like, we need to go hide in the subway with the ambulance. You would just book ass out of town as fast as you could, right? Well, because, you know, L.A. traffic is is the problem. Right. You have to get away from the congested areas. Exactly. And they don't do that really in this period or in this movie. But the one point that they do, like, it's pretty ingenious where they actually get all the cars, all the ambulances to, like, kind of fan out. Like, that's the part that I appreciate. It just took too long 
to get there. This movie is two hours and ten minutes long. It's entirely too much. Well, okay. Well, here's some questions. What happens when they run out of gas? Right. Should have happened, probably. I mean, what happens when the cops find a way to block them in and so they cannot go forward? What happens? Well, okay. The real question is, how long has it been since they shot that cop? I mean, they in mid, I mean, let's say morning, afternoon, the, look, that caught I me mean, in real life in the same situation that that guy is dead. I mean, literally they had him, they had their hands inside of him. I mean, they, they removed his spleen. I mean, and which, which, which ruptured, which, which yeah. ruptured. I mean, but that's the whole thing is like with Michael Bay though, I, I don't see it working in like a Spielberg movie or, you know, a Ron Howard movie or, you know, a James Cameron movie, but in this movie, they so they perform the the, the paramedic, which we've, we we've not done justice by talking about more. But so she's the best at what she does, stabilizing life until they get to a hospital to you know so they can get real real care. keeping people alive for twenty minutes. That's what she does, and she's the best at it. So she's on a FaceTime call with some with some surgeons, and while they're driving in this ambulance on you know roads that probably aren't perfectly paved, there's bumps everywhere. They're 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 watching her perform surgery on this dude to try to remove the bullet. Yeah, like through FaceTime, <laughs> which d- d- doesn't. I mean, any you can't. This is, this is a weird Apple commercial, right? <laughs> sure. Or FaceTime and AirPods and. <laughs> but I mean, it works in this movie, and I think it works kind of well because. It, well, I think the idea works, right? Like they have to try to save this cop. I don't know if they need to do full on like spleen removal surgery in the back of a moving van. I think that they had a good idea. And like, what, what could we do that wouldn't kill him, but would look like it might be real bad. You know, I think they just, they tried to do a thing where they just went too far over the top. You know, the point where like spoiler, they clamp a vein with her fucking hair clip, which I don't think, I don't think works. (laughs) Come on. And by I don't think works, that's definitely it not going to work. work. <laughs> yeah, right. um, that's, that's a little banana sandwich crazy as far – even for Bay, it's a little nutso. Yeah. But it's like they had this concept. So like I didn't realize the ambulance thing was a remake, okay? And then while you were talking about it, I, I did a quick – I read a quick article. So originally the Danish film ambulance, um, the Danish version of it, it's a hard 80 minutes. Which, like, you, which is what this should have been. Well, that, okay, that's what I mean. Because if you do a movie that's, okay, maybe maybe not 80 minutes, but say it's like 100 minutes, right, start to finish. Like, you could do that movie in real time, right? You start, hey, it's, you know, 9.50 or, you know, 10.15 a.m., enter the bank. You know, by 10.30, you're out of the bank. You know, gunshots in the basement. And then the movie is over, over by, you know, 12 o'clock movie time, right? Right. And like, that would be cool because then, then the, the cops on the clock, you know, you know, they're not going to run out of gas, just driving for two hours, that sort of thing. Like, it feels to me that they drove around in this ambulance for so long, like the entire day passed. No, it and, was, it, it was definitely, I got the vibe. It was definitely like nine hours. Yeah. Right. And I mean, then we get to the point where like they're shooting sniper bullets at them while they're in traffic. Like that would never be a thing. No, of course not. Not in a million years would that ever be real police procedure. But but let's okay. Let's also talk about the other. Like let's talk about the FBI negotiator for a second. How he has yeah. a history with Danny. Sure that they went to college together. <laughs> I mean I mean you want you want to talk about coincidences? There's there's a major one right there. I mean I would have had less. I would have I would have believed it more if it'd be like dude we went to high school together. You know. <laughs> 
Like at least that I understand. Well, high school or college, it's the same. It's the same, you know, likelihood of one of those being true than than none of them being true. Shit, we grew up on the same block. Yeah, but you know, I, mean, I used to go to his family's barbecues. Or, you know, or that's the reason they they they, they called the FBI negotiators because of Danny. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that would have made more sense. That would have made a whole lot more sense. Um, you but went to one class in college, and this was it. I sat beside him. <laughs> but like, that's the whole thing with I. <laughs> The, what 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 Bay tries to do with character development, I don't think works. I don't think the movie. I think the movie's got a great ending, especially with this wonderful, powerful score. But I don't think the movie earns it. Well, and I, and I, I I say that because I'm a huge. I, I I wanted it by the end. I wanted it to. It's like in a movie that's too long. He doesn't do enough time with character development, which is weird to think, right? Because you I mean, would think that extra time would go into making sure these pieces fit. No, it comes into them driving up and down interstate exit ramps. Right. Which I mean, I, I do like Bay's character, but they're not, they're usually not the strongest flushed out characters. No, no, there's, there's no Oscar winning, you know, storytelling happening here. Well, no adaptive screenplay. <laughs> no, well, I mean, but he's had, I mean, the rock is an exceptional film. Sure. I mean, Rock is also probably longer than it needs to be, too. Yeah, that is a longer movie than it. But I mean, it also like you also have, but you also like you also have the star power, and you have you know, it's a decent story. It's got great star power, stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot going on in the Rock that is just wonderful, also. Um, but in, the, in this one, for instance, it's it's the it's the paramedic who, once she stabilizes the person and gets it out, she doesn't visit them again because what what she's done is already done. Um, and of course there's, there's, there's a callback to that in the end of this film with a, with a little girl, which she saves yep. in the, in the beginning before we hook, we, we kind of get off on this ride. Um, I wish they would have done more with the partner trying to like talk to her, trying to flirt with her. I wish they had done more with that. Um, I wish they had done more with, you know, the, 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 the cop in the bank. Um, I wish they had done more with, again, the human connections, the human interest stories that matter. Well, can I, can I ask you a serious question? Of course. If the cop would have died in this movie, would it really have changed things? Well, if the cop would have died, there would have been no reason for – there would have been no reason that they would have been left. They, they would have just been shot a million times in the ambulance, all of them. Okay. Even the paramedic, I'm sure, would have been shot. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know if it would have been. But, I mean, they basically greenlight him when they think he's dead. And they're just like, blow him up. Who cares? Like, that still wouldn't be a thing. You don't think? She's still a hostage. I don't think they care. I mean, there's a point in this movie. You don't just like kill them all. Well, it's fucking rush hour. Blow them up. Like what? But I mean, there's also, boy, oh boy, there's some, I didn't even, I didn't even talk about this stupid remote car ambush thing. And it kills like, kills like dozens of cops. How dumb. See in Michael Bay's world. So hold on. It's very cool for like 10 seconds. And then what happens is the guy runs him down and kills him. <laughs> like in the middle of the fucking street. <laughs> it's just, so absurd. It, it is a, an incredibly absurd. I mean, it's and the, and the only reason he knows is because like, I don't think a camera would even, after there was a guy shot in the head, a suspect, the camera wouldn't have stayed with them. Or maybe it would have. It's Los Angeles, you know, the news. Maybe. Sells, whatever. But I don't know. I, I will. I will every now and then watch footage of a police chase because they're cool. Well, yeah. This, this, where this whole thing with the with the car and the minigun on the car, like that's just the most ridiculous. I mean, they put it together in what twenty five minutes. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Again, 
for someone who says don't kill cops, we don't shoot cops. We don't shoot cops. We don't shoot cops. We don't. We don't hurt. We're cops. just gonna shoot all the cops. Kill all the cops. So I. So I get out, Uncle. Please. You know, it's just it doesn't. Again, there's character inconsistencies here that I don't that don't make any sense to me. Um, which I guess is fine, but I mean, it, yeah, there's there's a few things that aren't the are the best. But overall, I think this movie is it's, it's extremely watchable, and I think it'll surprise you. It's definitely better than what I had expected to be, which was a nice change. Because look, like I said, this movie is longer than it needs to be. It is very Michael Bay. Like this could have been like six underground in an ambulance, and I would have, ooh, buddy, I'd have stormed out of this movie theater. <laughs> I wouldn't start my popcorn at the screen and be like, this is bullshit. Well, <laughs> let's talk about other movies that have not been. So I think that's movies. good though for Michael Bay that he didn't make another stinker of a movie. Right. Because look, could. this is a much lower budget than what Michael Bay usually has only about $40 million here. So smaller budget, smaller cast, you know, well, maybe, I mean, the studio is trying to rein him in now. So I mean, maybe a little bit of humility here. I mean, his next movie is called Robo Robopocalypse. Oh, let me go look at that up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, that's got. Wait, Michael. isn't that like uh, anime or something? In a futuristic world where computer minds and robots are in everyday life, mankind finally creates the first mass intelligence computer brain. Archos escapes from captivity with the intent on pre- pre- preserving life and the world, even if it means wiping out the human race to do so. That's a very famous book, I see. Yeah, definitely. Michael Bay's he's directing Drew Goddard is writing it. That's interesting. A sci-fi story set in the aftermath of an of a robot uprising, which of course that's Michael Bay's bread and butter for Transformers anyway. Sounds so like yeah. sounds pretty familiar. It sounds like he'll be right at home, but also turns into cars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. But Six Underground was I don't know what that I mean that wasn't to me that wasn't Michael Bay. That was he just did it for the paycheck. He wanted to make a movie with Netflix. He wanted to work with Ryan Reynolds. I don't know okay. what it was. Well, I mean, that, that's listen. That matters sometimes. It does matter. But ambulance, even Transformers last night, thirteen hours, Transformers: Age of Extinction, Pain and Gain, all the Transformers movies. Those are Michael Bay. Like you can tell, his his fingerprints are all over those. Like his visual style, everything he does is all over those movies. Yep. And same with the ambulance, though. I think it's a mistake for people to sleep on this movie. And it's when I saw what it made opening weekend, I, I was pretty upset with cinephiles only because like, again, all these people claim to love movies, but you, but you don't go watch a Michael Bay, a big Michael Bay movie when it's well, out in their defense. If you're a cinephile and you see a big Michael, like a Michael Bay movie and that you listen, the trailer doesn't really do this movie a lot of justice, right? No, it doesn't. The trailer is every bit Michael Bay movie. And this movie is a toned down version. It's the better version of Michael Bay stuff here. Um, I remember when I first saw the ambulance trailer and I realized it was directed by Michael Bay. And I was like, oh, God, like legitimately like this is not going to be good. Um, going to just be explosions everywhere. It turns out you don't get explosions everywhere. You get drone work and, you know, circling L.A. Metro, apparently. Um, but like I can see why people would be fatigued to see a movie like that, right? Because the one thing about Michael Bay is he's done a lot of stuff, some good, a lot of it not good, but he really has, um, really has the name for just doing too much, right? Too much stuff happening. He tries to do too much. Too big of explosions. Everything's got to be, you know, big cinematic, dramatic shot, hundred million dollar budget. And this isn't that. 
and it's better because it's not that, I think. I think it's very obvious that someone was reining him in. Yeah, and that's fine. Because listen, slow it down, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you can slow it down. I'm surprised the budget for this was, you said $40 million? $40 million. Well, I never would have guessed that. I, I would have guessed at least 60 or 70 for this because, I mean, just sheer stuff going on. My goodness. Although what I, what I suspect happens in those situations is they just set up like a big they, – they just do like all those police cars they're turning over. You, 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 never, you never see them flipping with the ambulance. It's always a shot of it doing by itself. So I'm sure they just yeah. shot all that in like several days of just – they just set up a big place where they could flip Someone them and blow them up. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then they just inserted them where they needed it, yeah. which I'm sure is you – know, it, it's, it's Hollywood practice. Um, there's – Otherwise, this this has Michael Bay's fingerprints and stamps all over it. Sure, which is what I love because I, I again I don't. One thing I I really I really kind of it really just kind of closely sets me over the edge is someone who says and I quote Michael Bay is everything wrong with cinema. I, I that that's that that's that's incorrect. That's just I don't, I don't believe that's accurate. No, now, listen, no, it's not. If, if you say like, look, I don't think Michael Bay makes a lot of great movies. I'd be like, yeah, dude, you're right. But there's a couple of them in there that are pretty damn good. I mean, The Rock is a great movie. The Rock is a ten. It's like it's like a perfect action movie, right? That's the th- well. He had a lot of help on that, but yes, he got the directing credit. But I mean, if you're going to come at me and say, you know, Michael Bay's everything wrong with cinema, boy, whatever director you put in his place better have a ten because The Rock is a ten. You know what I mean? Like, boy, they better have a movie that's that, that's that's equal to or better, or shut your mouth. Because I don't want to hear it. My, I, I, I don't think Michael Bay is everything wrong with cinema. I think, you know, Michael Bay, he makes popcorn movies. He makes movies that cost a lot of money, but they also make billions of dollars. He helps keep Hollywood healthy and alive. Am I wrong about that? Or, I mean, or in what I, is what I'm saying part of the problem? Well, I don't. Because what is healthy? That's, that's what is, you know. Say, yeah. we, 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 we just talked about on our Sonic the Hedgehog discussion that those last two Transformers movies were not only terrible, but they, but they also grossed over a billion dollars a piece. Yeah. They're, they're pretty bad and yet still made a ton of money. But I mean, where does that, but how does that measure in with health of Hollywood? I mean, as long as people are in the, are in are their butts are in the seats and they have popcorn to drink. Hollywood is healthy to me. Well, I'd be, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess the thing is, if I were making a movie, now mind you, that's a big hypothetical because I don't get to do shit like that, is, yeah, listen, have a little bit of money to throw around and make stuff go boom and explode and look beautiful is awesome to do, right? But eventually you got to be working towards some substance, which I think is, like, Ma- Michael Bay was a big deal before he got a hold of the Transformers, right? We can say that that's, you know, a big deal. But then what he did with Transformers was... He made one decent movie in the first one and then basically rolled out five more turds, very expensive turds that were awful movies that made like five billion dollars. Correct. Correct. I mean, now I don't think he's a better filmmaker for doing any of that. Uh, I don't think he helped his cinematic career by doing that, but he employed a lot of people, made a lot of money. Somebody's very happy. So there's that. Well, Paramount was very happy because Paramount yeah. profited like crazy off of those movies. Um, yeah, but but I mean, he's also not doing them anymore. No, you're right about that. You're right. 
Uh, I mean, and Bumblebee was was a success with was a resounding success without Bay. Yes. So I mean, there, you have. It was it's weird. They had a much better story. <laughs> it's it's important to remember that they're like there was a very successful Transformers movie and one of the better ones commercially commercially scored without Bay. So I yes. mean, life after Bay, Transformers does live after Bay. You know, I, that was a big discussion, but we're getting a little off topic here about. I mean, before Transformers, I don't think he was really. I think he was Michael Bay. I don't think he is what his identity was, was the guy we know today. Sure. But I mean, he did do like Armageddon, another movie that like made so much money and is still like cult favorite. I mean, Pearl Harbor for, for what it was. Armageddon's a pretty shit movie though. Yeah, but it's fun. It's got, I mean, it wasn't in it made a ton of money. It's got a lot of great lines in it. I mean, it, it's a legendary song. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, and then, a couple of years there, he was faltering, but I mean, you know, Bad Boys Two was pretty bad. The Island was okay, but you know, it had had better ideas than 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 it was a movie. But I mean, to talk about a Michael Bay movie, you have to talk about Michael Bay himself sure. for 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 a little bit, which is what we're doing. But if we're gonna move back to Ambulance, let let's let's move closer to scoring it. Then um, is the strongest parts of these movies come in the human drama, and they're all there is human drama. But I mean, like. The scene when she tries to run and Gyllenhaal holds her up with a gun and, you know, it's, it's, you see the shot of her, like her hands are up, but you see from in front of her and the camera looking back of she's, she's terrified, but she just turns right back around and gets back in the ambulance. It's just, it's everything. Michael Bay, what Michael Bay knows how to do is manipulate cool shots with great music. Mm -hmm. That's, that's also what he could do. I mean, that's also, it's very powerful in film. That's a very powerful tool. So, I mean, that's. I'm, I'm I just I'm giving this movie accolades. It, it might not be it might not deliver accolades, but I'm just glad this movie wasn't terrible. No, it's not terrible. Because it could have been. Uh yeah. And I think, you know, the it's also a lot longer than it should have been. I know we just talked got done talking about this, but yeah. it, it's about 15 minutes too long as well, I think. Maybe even 20. I I, I don't know. I think you could easily... I mean, it's 2.10. It didn't have to be two hours, that's for damn sure. You could easily finagle this down to an hour You've and... you got 30 minutes off this bad boy. Well, an hour and 45 is probably the sweet spot for this. But, I mean, you yeah, lose... It's weird. <laughs> you lose a lot of... I think you lose some character stuff, though. Because you got well, to check there, there are long points of not character-driven stuff here. Just just yelling into a, a walkie-talkie about get everybody away from me. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's it's also a wonderfully executed bank thing that only goes wrong because of a sheer happenstance of something. You know, the cop wants in the bank to talk to his teller. Um, again, I wish they had done more with that. I really wish. I wish the cop had asked the paramedic out in the end because even though he didn't get the bank girl, he was going to get the paramedic. Um, or or, yeah. or or is that just me being wanting too much? Yep. Okay, fair. Doesn't deserve that either. Uh, sure. Um, so there's there's all kinds of really wonderful things going on here, and it's a good movie. It it's really a functionally well made movie, and I'm I don't like the fact that it's not getting the box office. I don't think that's fair. I really don't. Okay. I mean, I I, I wanted I want some of that Sonic box office to go to to. to because I guarantee you there are people who have seen Sonic two and three times. Yeah, but it's yeah, those aren't exactly the people, the same audience for Ambulance because Sonic is every bit a family movie. This is not. No, you're 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 right about that. You're you're not wrong about that at all. Yeah, because if I had to see Sonic twice, it's because my kid drug me to it. You know what I mean? I'm not be like, all right, kids, we're gonna go see Ambulance today. <laughs> Get your popcorn. 
there's a lot of great stuff going on in here. I mean, again, it's got the Michael Bay touch of maybe too much going on at one time, and there's there's too many cuts, too many drone shots, too many camera angles most of the time. And he does like the new drone stuff. He does love his new drone toys. That's for damn. That's a good job at it though, but it's eh, a little much. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right, Roger, let's let's score ambulance then. Okay, uh, I'll go first. Well, no, you have to go first because I went first for the Sonic. I'll go first. That's what I said. <laughs> this to me. And this this is an eight for me. Whoa! I I love this movie, especially like the last like forty five seconds. This the last forty five seconds I think raises this movie from a seven and a half to an eight. I have to be explicit about that. It's you know the 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 deep reflective, almost Michael Mannish type music when when one character is kind of reeling from what she's just experienced and then revisits a little girl she thought was going to maybe be dead is because of her experience on the ambulance. It just, it just works. And it's just, to me, this movie's an eight. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that's wow. Eight. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I thought about it long and hard, but an eight's worth Sorry. Eight. That just kind of threw me off there. Um, so I think this movie's a six. Okay. Um, it's, much better than what I thought it was going to be, and we end up getting a decent movie out of this. Uh, I like Ambulance a lot. Uh, I think Ambulance will be a fun movie to get to see at home, uh, pop it on my big old TV and shake the floor with some uh, some speakers. I think that'll be fun. Um, overall, though, this movie doesn't do any groundbreaking cinema here. We get some decent acting. We get some decent uh, you know, action shoot 'em up The movie's longer than it needs to be, and most people would say, you guys always say movies are too long. This is the definition of a movie being too long. It's two hours and ten minutes of them driving, I don't know, four miles. <laughs> well, they drive a lot further than that. It just seems like. Do they? Yes. Do they really? Yes. You have no idea. Well, there's no way to tell, is there? <laughs> That's right. They zigzag in between the streets. We get a weird scene of them driving underneath the Staples Center in L.A. too, which is just awful. Just like, oh, my God. But it's okay. The movie's okay. And... I think if you're an anti-Michael Bay person, which I know there are people like that out there that just won't watch a movie because Michael Bay made it at this point, which is fair a little bit anyway, this should help bring some of that stuff back around. A smaller budget, better cast, less explosions, and you get a decent movie out of it. So I think a six is where I sit with it. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. That's about what I expected. That's, that's what I expected to give it is a six or even a five because I just, I expected to give it a three. That's <laughs> fair, fair. I fair, am fair. not even fucking joking here. I get that. That's fair, fair. Um, but it's just, it's a much better product than I think it had the right to be, given what was going, given what he's coming off of, given, you know, I, I just, I, th- I think he surprised people. I really hope he surprised people. And I really hate that he's doing a movie called Robopocalypse next. Well, I'll let you know about that because I have Robopocalypse on my, um, on my to read list. So once I go through it, I'll let you know if it'll be a good idea for Michael Bay to do it or not. All right. I mean, that's, <laughs> I just, I, I, I wish he'd get away from movies that have anything to do with robots and just make more movies like ambulance, make more movies like 13 hours, make more movies like, you know, the original bad boys, just get away from the whole, why are you so obsessed with these giant robots? <laughs> no, I mean, Bay. Robots are fucking awesome. I mean, they that's are. Really- <laughs> <laughs> all right all right then this we have completed another episode i'm, I'm glad I, again 
if you've listened to this kind of on the fence about ambulance, you should watch ambulance, especially if you have an AMCA list, especially if you have a one of the loyalty programs to any of the big theater chains that you, you know, if, if it's an outing you want, you'll be pleasantly surprised with this. I mean, yeah. there's every reason, you know, M- Abdul Mateen is great. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. Uh, the paramedic is wonderful. Uh, even the, you know, even the macho like SWAT captain is just kind of a cool and like his, the, the, the person that plays his like person who's calling the shots. Yeah. Even she's great. I, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. going to go back to the page with, with her name on it, but. Zaga. Zaga. That is, no, no, no. Olivia Stambulia as, yeah, as Lieutenant Zagia. She's great too. I mean, everyone's great in this movie. So it's, it's, it's a real gem. If you, if you have the time and, you know, desire, you should definitely watch it. Well, all right, Roger, we got another episode done. This has been episode 274B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. in the podcast service every choice of the following five. Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Father Stew and Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Robots are fucking awesome.